Good evening, prostitutes, pimps, and 69ers. Welcome back to Hatsune Miku's Crack House. I'm your host, as always, Sam Kingma. Also, I forgot to say, episode 69! We did it, guys! We made it! I'm Sam Kingma. I'm here with my best friend co-host, as always, Miles J. Miles, we did it! We made it to the, the, the funny number, the funny weed number. One of two funny numbers that we have to make it to. Within the next five years, we will, we will make. Isn't it that to such a shame? Funny number. We'll, we'll never. We'll have. We'll have to do another. Si- we'll have to do three more sixty-nine shows before we get to the next funny number. You will never reach the funny number. There's a chance. I think there is a chance that we're still doing the show in five years, and it's fucking cracked. It actually, we actually are on fucking heroin when we record. But it's unlikely. It is for that 420 is a lot of episodes. That's not likely to happen. Miles, how have you spent your week? Moving. And let me tell you, let me tell you something, Sam. I'm, I'm convinced that that uh, that moving is nature's punishment for mankind's hubris. The idea that we decided to wear pants and own property and land. Build a society build a society a joker society i'm convinced that moving is the curse the the plague that uh that that has besieged us because i i don't know if people moved in like i don't know athens greece or whatever but like moving to me feels like a real like boomer thing to do it's uh, boomers and immigrants are the only people who move like before, you know, like back back in the day, you built your log cabin. You built your log cabin. You lived there until until you died of dysentery at age nineteen, yeah. and 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 everyone was just you were just happy to be alive for as long as possible. And now everyone's like, you know, oh, I just got a new paycheck. I gotta move. I gotta move to a new apartment. Never realizing that it's not worth spending an extra five hundred dollars a month for a week of the worst physical labor that most of us do a lot of us sit on our fat flabby asses all day we're not prepared for the amount of 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 lifting moving and logistics required miles, in going okay to my, uh, miles all right that's that's pause for a second miles i gotta keep it i gotta keep it real with you dude you're someone who hires people to clean your house yet you did not hire people for the move so here's what happened that is insane here's the here's what happened this is the situation we hired people for the move to get the tables the couches you know the bed all that okay. the heavy shit right you get you get you get uh you get 300 paid cholos from uh from the south side who come in tatted up with with beards going all right, it's time to actually. Uh, we we had a very we had a very uh, nice moving crew. They were all very very personable and funny people. I spoke to them. Just we fucking cracked jokes while they moved my shit. It was kind of fun, but we had a a very problematic situation with the person moving out into the room that I was moving into. I'm I'm in a I'm in a somewhat temporary situation where um, I'm lodging with a friend um, until because I'm in between jobs until I can uh, find. Um, where I need to be stationed for like my next job because uh, California's big. 
It's hard to drive. Yeah, it's a fun, it's a yeah, state. pretty pretty fucked up state. Pretty large state. So I'm 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 trying to be like, all right, well, where am I? You know, like I can't I can't just move where I want, and then they'll be like, hey, yeah, your job yeah. is 80 minutes away in traffic with all the riots and stuff too. All the, yeah, all the bo mean, bone bone king soldiers are out there. I yeah, you can't be making an 80 minute commute. It's been easier driving off road because of all of the burned bridges and all the, the the abandoned cars on the highway. Like that's been nice. Like getting getting to take some scenic routes. And the wildfires have just made some really great streets. So so it's not so bad. It's not so bad. But it's getting better. It's like, getting uh, better. You know, there's different places in around the city that like they can be hard to get to. Like there's an entire there's an entire segment that's literally just like. There's nothing but retirement homes and 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 a baffling Jewish golf course. Yes, like it's like a golf course with like Hebrew lettering on on the sign where you're just like, I guess that's a, a Jews only golf course. Hey, they got they got great greens, dude. They, they got do, they, they do. got great greens. Look, the Jew. Nothing bad has ever happened to the Jewish people because they just have such great golf courses. <laughs> They've been able to finagle their way out of uh, it's like the like the Adam Sandler fights the goblins or whatever that Jewish old Jewish <laughs> story is. Versus the Hanukkah goblins. Just, just like That's just like the episode that episode is Adam Sandler versus the goblins. That will be the second episode we have named at, after, Adam, after Sandler. Adam Sandler. It would be funny to see an adaptation of Herschel and the Hanukkah Goblins with Adam Sandler, where where Adam Sandler just like fumbles his way through a, like a horror movie situation. Yeah, well, is that not Hubie Halloween? Do we not already see have Hubie that Halloween? I did not see Hubie Halloween. <laughs> <laughs> the only scene of Hubie Halloween I've seen is him riding on a Segway. He just turns his head casually and just projectile vomits. Because that's that's Adam Sandler's sense of humor. Yeah, basically. Um, except when he, it's not, and he does like uncut gems, which it's still but the, but uncut gems I mean, is still crude. Him. Yeah, it's still crude, but it's a different kind of crude. Well, it's it's written by someone else. It's written by the Safdie brothers. Yeah, who well are well respected, are great filmmakers. You know, yeah. they do, they make good stuff. Not that you care because you don't watch things. You hate things. I liked uh, Uncut Gems. That was a good movie. Oh, I, I believe it. Had a it's about basketball. <laughs> you know what it's else pretty... is about basketball, Sam? Um, Space Jam Two. Space Jam, a new legacy, baby. Let's go. I always like how how you call it the by its full full God given name. I Space respect Jam, that new film. Legacy. I think it deserves my respect. See, I respect that film too, but like I'm I'm gonna still call it what it is, which is Space, Jam, Space 2. Jam Two. Yeah. Do you think that one day we will be vindicated as the OG Space Jam, a new legacy defenders? I, okay, I'm going to tell you right now, because I'm starting to see this shit happen with stuff we grew up with, that I think in, in like seven, eight years from now, when uh, the kids who are, you know, six to ten who watched Space Jam, a new legacy, start making YouTube videos, they're going to be like, yo, this was really great and funny and underrated and subversive, like what we said. And we're going to be vindicated by Zoomer New Game Plus. I don't know what they're called yet. <laughs> I love I love that phrase, Zoomer New Game Plus. 
I guess that's the the title. There's a <laughs> we're we're off to a good start. Yeah, there's a clear difference though, right, between like us because we're we're technically zoomers, but we ba- we we barely count. We we barely barely count. But there's a clear difference between our mentality of zoomers versus the kids who are like 14, 15 right now. Like great example. I had a moment of gamer culture shock. I for you, Miles. A moment, a moment where I was like, "Man, I'm fucking old." Was I was having a conversation with with a with a coworker at my job. Kid was like 17, and we were talking about you know video games or whatever. And I asked him the shit he played, and one of the things he he told me that he was really into was Roblox, like dead ass. And it's just, and I was just like a normal guy. I was like, what? And my and my perception of Roblox because we just missed it, Miles. We were about you were about four years too old. I was about three to yeah, about like three to five years too old for Roblox because for the the generation right under us, whatever. Again, New Game Plus Zoomers, that's like their shit. Like they really care about games with a lot of like true fucking freedom in what the experience can be because you can like code your own fucking games and shit in roblox it's pretty fucking crazy that's do you, do you why, think where that minecraft with, comes from i was about to say do you think that has anything to do with the fact that a lot of these kids like one of their first real major games was minecraft yeah which is great by the way yeah i'm super I'm thankful if, I, as as someone who like really cares about the video game industry and like making sure new generations of people are able to be introduced and and brought in because games are not like they're too they're still too new and they're like i'd say they're similar to mediums like comic books or even just like regular books in general where like if you aren't introduced to the medium at like a certain age or by a certain time your chance to really get in and really deep dive kind of falls off dramatically after a certain point like miles like i would bet to wager we both really give a shit about video games because a we started playing them at a very young age uh and grew attached to them and b we were also online at a very young age seeing content watching content in 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 forums and stuff participating and talking about video games yeah no that makes sense to me i i I think yeah there is a a deep dive kind of element of like we we just didn't stop because there were more reasons to engage with games the older we got yeah but to go back to my point, I always questioned, and we've spoken about it on the show before, about how I feel like most worthwhile games are like M-rated, and I feel like it's kind of slim pickings for great, genuinely high-polished, like, you know, family titles. Um, yeah. But what I appreciate about Minecraft is, since it is so accessible in but the the type of game it is is very creative driven it's challenging it's a very emotional like experience playing minecraft it's a great fucking game um oh my I'm god thankful. Tell, what a what a take sam what a take I'm, I, well no i'm just th- but i'm thankful that 
the the next generation is getting introduced to video games through something that's really good because they yeah. could because they could easily be dissuaded and i'm sure there are many tens of thousands of kids who were dissuaded in off of video games from playing sh- garbage on their phones oh yeah they grew up and their parents didn't play video games and they maybe necessarily didn't feel the need or want to get them a console or or they never particularly asked for it, and they experienced games on a tablet or a phone, and maybe had like a not super great experience. Yeah, when when just, when mommy goes to fuck the man downstairs, she just hands you an iPhone, and and when you're a kid, like it's got you cut the rope. Yeah, and and, and like shit like that. Yeah, and and that's and on one hand, I don't want to like disrespect the actually good like mobile experiences but there's a clear difference yeah there's a clear difference between someone playing minesweeper which i which is a game i love and is like a 10 out of 10 or like desert golf or love balls or shit like that and being like yeah you can totally just jump into uh mario odyssey and it's a one-to-one jump over. It's all video games, bro. That's why I fucking hate when it's like, yeah, people who just play mobile games are gamers too. Like, people online where it's like, okay, sure, if you want to get technical, but all you're doing is just muddying the waters of what we're trying to actually have a fucking conversation about. Well, it's it's another funny... I mean, we talk about the, the, the uh, disability games argument where people are like, games have got to be easier for our disabled brethren. And meanwhile, it's like they don't actually care. Like like yeah. a real disability option is, is having like audio narration because last of us 2 literally has an audio narration that's like if you're fucking blind if the world is pure darkness it's pretty fucking nutty what yeah, what they got like, going on in that game there's a lot of yeah, fucking so you, shit you, you have um like for example one one of the proposed um things half coordinated did a big thread of this that we discussed in the discord of like something that that I, that I propose based on what I saw is like there should be an option that you can click where it's like click slow down for click time uh, quick time events right uh, if a quick time event starts like just have have an option that you can check that says like oh you know uh, lengthen the uh, the amount of time a quick time like you have to respond to a quick time event because one of the things yeah. you pointed out was people have nerve damage like it's not just like that some people are just bad at reaction like some of them can react but their fucking thumbs can't act fast enough because their hand was shot at by a by those Viet Cong like yeah you know like like when when people are like oh games have got to be easier to be more accessible it's like no that's not like that's not a that's not helpful to a, a vast majority of people with 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 very specific uh physical disabilities and i always find it fucking funny miles i always find it funny that again the game the accessibility argument again a lot of the people who write about this stuff who aren't already advocates like active advocates in the community the only time this shit ever comes up and again like game journalist circles because those are the people i really only give a shit about and are i are i'm mad at is is when a game is like fucking too hard for them and they can't fucking deal with it and they and they can't skirt out of it with you know what whatever many again 98 percent of games offer today easy modes god modes whatever but i find it funny and they and they say that it's they they get at their their computer and they say 
This is an issue of accessibility in games that we are exclusive. Exactly. But when, let's just say, maybe less progressive companies like Nintendo drop a game where, like fucking Splatoon 1, where you can't fucking use the right analog stick when you have the fucking gyro so you either have to play with crazy like whack-ass gyro if you want to have actually like decent aim or you just have to you know slum it with the regular twin stick shit um along with a myriad of other nonsense and like all their games like very few of them allow you to like remap controls or do any of that shit and i never you never see any complaints about these yeah, fucking no, Nintendo no games not being accessible. Because guess what? These fucking game journals, can, these journals can fucking play them just fine or whatever because Nintendo games are, are typically run on the easier side. Uh, or, when, or for the games that do have more difficult elements, they are very much either at the far, far end of the game, like most Mario type, most recent Mario titles, or Zelda shit where it's like pro mode or real end game type shit. Well, that that was sort of like to my point is that is that it, it's only ever an issue when it's 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 something that jeopardizes their experience. And this is like the mobile games argument of like, you don't want mobile games to be recognized as video games, because if they do, then you have to accept that more women play games than men. And it's like, no, I just don't like exploitive trash being uh, associated with my favorite art form, like. Or, or being being like accepted as as a as an equally great um, form of the art and the platform, because like ultimately I I just have I have no issues I have no issues with who plays games my my issues are with what games are are sort of upheld as as um, as art and what games aren't as we talk about with like racing games for example like yeah. I, I think that there is an artistry to to great mobile games and they do deserve to be recognized that there is a brilliance to just coming up with what is essentially a, a very simplistic interactive version of 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 like a schoolyard game of a game of marbles or you know things like that yeah that that's like that's made to be to be done quickly during during a recess period yeah um, it's that, um, that's that's an art and i think it's i think it's beautiful to design one of those my my issue comes with with the fact that um first of all a lot of it's just like purely about exploiting gambling addicts and yeah there's there's like i mean we i mean we again we talk about it we've spoken about it before in regards to like when i talk about my review scale on how score zero exists on on my scale and a zero in the zero category exists for again exploitative fucking gambling pieces of shit garbage like mobile games like truly like the scummiest of the shit you know yeah stuff that's like not even good and just exists to like profit money with like very like no real artistry or effort put into the actual product like that's the shit i reserve fucking zeros for i think fucking again great mobile games are, are great mobile games i will recognize them as like great great games yeah but in general conversation which is what these people can't understand in like general colloquial conversation when discussing games online 
when people say they're discussing video games, it's typically directed at the industry of PC, console, and handheld systems in games developed for them from a independent to triple A level. And the phone shit's kind of its own fucking separate separate ecosystem kind of with so- some crossover but like not not a lot. It tried to happen, remember in like 2013, 2014 Watch Dogs with buy yeah. your fucking phone and in you know fucking you can do shit in the game. They tried to make this companion app shit happen in like 2014, 2015. It wasn't happening. People weren't into it. Yeah. So. Yeah. I just. These fuckers annoy me, dude. But it is good. It's, it's, it is nice that like that 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 people have Minecraft. That they have Minecraft. Yeah. And like to, to, to an extent for a younger audience, because Minecraft is 2010. There's probably a lot of people who. Who are now, you know, in that that teenage era, like fucking Leviathan, the guy who made like the fucking Fortnite songs. Like he grew up on, yeah. He he probably grew up on Minecraft at the same age that like what I was six years old. So he I, that that would have been the era when I was playing, like you know, Wind Waker. Like the, when I was really starting to understand, like oh, games are like this really special, interesting medium that can, that can like really open us to exciting new worlds and 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 inspire us, like. That the equivalent of that, like seven years later, ended up being Breath of the Wild and Mario Odyssey, like these like games that were for kids that also just showed them like, oh, my God, video games can be massive masterpieces. Yeah, very. I Yeah, I think that's a great point. I I think Breath of the Wild and and Odyssey, despite us, our opinions on Odyssey not being super highly regard, highly spoken, I I think. Yeah, again, the up-and-comers and and the people who are making video game essays in, like, 10 years who are, like, 20, 22 years old, they're going to talk about how, yeah, how those games probably were super impactful for them at a young age. Um, Because they're great. Yeah. And, and like, and and it's funny because... I don't, you know, like people, the the objectivity versus subjectivity argument is stupid. I never want to have it. Fuck you. Don't ever talk to me ever again about this argument. I never want to speak to you again. I hate you. All I hate you so art much. I never subje- want to talk about all, it. All art is subjective. There, there is no yeah. more to say. There is but, no more to I say. There, I think that there is a level of objectivity in in terms of like being able to recognize like that a budget was not was not misplaced or that 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 there were there were people who have a great understanding of human psychology working behind this game to make great game design decisions or people who are who have worked in the industry for a long time are are able to kind of adapt and 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 make th- like there are certain objective like like elements of the actual making of the product i agree but the only reason the object any objectivity is there is through like having hindsight well but like what i mean is is like with mario odyssey right like that we don't really like that game that much like you know we're not crazy about it i think it's you you, yeah fine i think it's okay it's a fine game but like you you look at you look at like the movement and like even though I'm like uh, the movement is is I, I I miss like the momentum system and all that. But you look at the movement yeah. and you certainly go like, there's oh, clearly you know. something there. There's yeah, clearly like they, they clearly tech thought and shit about here. about like having having a skill ceiling that um 
Because what's exciting about Odyssey is that it's a game where you theoretically never have to stop moving. There, there is no point in which your your movement has to like end per se in in just like going back to the ground. So, like like that that level of forward thinking uh, is is something that subjectively is either good or bad. You either like it or don't like it. But objectively, like it ex- it exists in the game. There is a binary like the the pathing in this game does allow you to just do lots and lots and lots of things, and and so like. There is that objectivity of of recognizing um, what is in the actual video game as something that that is different or or better, not different or better, but but is different and and possibly more like expansive uh, than than say the movement in I don't know fucking like whatever another kid's game is that that people might be playing like the movement in mario odyssey is just like definitively like there are just more ways for kids to fall in love with the idea of 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 movement in a game like mario odyssey than they might in a game like i don't know kirby even yeah crash four crash four it's about fuck like like that that's the objective element of you can look at like breath of the wild and you're like no matter what this is a more freeform game than another open world game that they might be able to play right now like this is a more freeform game it's just undeniable that whether that's good or bad is the subjective part but it's just undeniable that this map is huge and detailed yeah and, and, and so, like case, th- those are the kinds of elements that I, I'm talking about. Like, like with Minecraft again, like it is undeniable. A game like that is one of the most like freeform and creatively um, exhilarating possibility spaces in games because the entire world can be broken down and rebuilt. So if you're if you're a kid, the opportunities presented by a world like that are amazing. It it is literally a game where mass is neither created nor destroyed. Everything yeah. everything you you get can be rebuilt in another form. It's yeah, it's very fucking awesome. And then you throw in all the shit with like redstone and all the fucking wizardry nonsense you can do with it. That game ascends again to the level beyond video games miles here's something i always wanted to do on the show i wanted to sit down with you and discuss the the gamer tiers if you will now let's let's be clear this is not a tier list this is not a a tier list we're going from like like best to worst or anything like that what it is it's a it's a tier of 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 general games and game types that people are into that define sort of how deep in to games they are as like a as like a quick quick way to to know how how like how much someone cares or is into video games so let's let let me get the ball rolling and then once we get deeper in we'll start there tier zero is dedicated and is for the games that have ascended beyond the medium. Minecraft, Fortnite, Roblox, shit like a Pokemon Go. Again, 
kind of these larger than life moments and experiences. Um, yeah, that that you don't even have to own a console, know other people who play games to like kind of come across them and and even get into them yourself. I'd even argue Among Us is a tier zero video game that is ascended. Among Us is yeah, Among Us is a tier zero game because it's fucking free on the Android store. Exactly, and you just play it with with your friends. Yeah, and it's very accessible and the the spirit like the beast the cultural meme of among us is so is has expanded so far and wide beyond the scope of the 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 indie game made by four people um so i'd also say that's in there then there's um i would also say that in tier zero i would also put like a majority of your yearly sports titles yeah um, that's fair. and it de- it depends it depends on the the titles like for example i i was talking to a friend of the show tom and we were and i said madden is more of a cultural moment for football fans than it is in the gaming space madden is like a is like a it really is like a football sports culture product it's not really a, a like a video game product in like the traditional sense as uh, compared to like any other type of game, there are some sports styles that I think kind of shake the like shake the line and aren't directly in there. Um, I'd also argue, um, like probably COD is like right on the borderline between zero. I'm I'm gonna and disagree. One. I'm gonna disagree because I have I have tier one for this. Okay, I'm mm-hmm. going to say tier one is the hella popular social game experiences. Mario Kart, Super Smash Brothers, League, um, League, yeah, uh, and this is where COD falls. Where like people who play games to play with other people, like like if you're at a party and someone's like, "We got Mario Kart." Okay, like, I like this. I like this. So it's specifically like it, it. It is. It is. They appreciate games specifically from the social like activity aspect of it yeah it's, it's something i can Xbox do live and and putting the microphone on and and getting called a faggot like that that's that's tier one is is the people the people at that level right okay yeah okay so that's your that's your your cods that's your mario kart your your yeah Lowe's and then i would say tier two is, is when you get sort of solipsistic about it where you you don't need other people to like encourage you to play a game because there are people who are like i'm playing mario you know oh i'm well i'm at a party mario kart's running i'll, I'll pick up a controller i'll you know i'll play as daisy because she's cute and I'll, I'll i'll come in eighth like you know what i mean um Whereas, like, the, the sort of solipsistic uh, tier two is when you start getting into these very popular IP kind of games, but you're sort of playing them for yourself. So that's your Marios, your Zeldas, uh, and uh, any Nintendo game, or, like, any really... Um, Mo- I would say even- a majority of the, of the Nintendo series. I would say yeah. Mario, Zelda. Okay, hold on. I want to know, Pokemon tier one or tier two... Pokemon is a st- Pokemon's weird because it's I don't it's not I don't know if it's quite tier zero Pokemon Go is but I don't know it actually I, should Pokemon be tier zero 
let me because the more I think about it, the more I think it it might be. I, I think I think you're misguided slightly in this, and let me explain. Let me explain. Okay. Um, you think Pokemon is tier zero? Pokemon the IP is tier zero. Pokemon the video game is tier two because no one is playing Pokemon socially. How many people Fair. do you know who are battling in Pokemon, who get Pokemon so that they can play with their friends? No. Probably, the, you could probably at no. best count that yeah. on one hand. A better, a better, a better thing for like Animal Crossing New Horizons is tier one. Yeah. That is, that is I, a I game that it, yeah. no, it's so 30 Animal million Co- units. Yeah. It's, it's in the, the, yeah, it's a, right. it's another level. Um, because like, my yeah, mother I, plays Animal Crossing, and it's the only Switch game she owns. She bought oh, the okay. console for it. Yeah. Also, tier yeah, tier two, we also got to get Tetris in here. This is where I think uh, the yes. really... I think tier two is where we get to the really hyper-popular single-player and you know multiplayer you know gonna stuff. Put, that's not, I'm going to put Tetris in tier zero. I'm actually going to put Tetris in tier zero because because you can play Tetris on your phone. You can play Tetris on a web browser. You can play Tetris on a fucking calculator. Like I would. Yeah, it's like it's it's like in the Minesweeper class. Tetris is. Yeah. Minesweeper is also tier zero, in my opinion. Yeah, I I agree there. I think I think anything that's basically free uh, is in tier zero because like. And and I don't mean to make this sound like it's something you have to buy. You have to buy a lot of things to play a, a games. But I mean, unfortunately, based on just the fact that you need expensive hardware to experience more thoroughly constructed games, that it doesn't have to be. But there's a strong correlation. That's yeah. Like I, I think I think it's just unfortunately because there is a technology barrier to games in a way that there isn't to movies. Like like when you're a little kid, right? fucking you know a great fucking a great pixar movie like luca uh, well i haven't seen luca but like like i can i can probably assume luca is a better film than like bobby bungie's musical monkeys or some what is some shit like it's better than cia like, ape like, yeah cia ape um where where like th- both of those things are gonna cost twenty dollars for your mom at the theater so so there is no barrier to entry to great cinema other than what is being made with games, there is a technology element that you have to that you have to consider. Like, I'm sorry, you just have to have a, a switch if you want to play some of these tier two like heaters, like Breath of the Wild. Yeah, basic basically, and and yeah. you need a PS a PlayStation or an Xbox yeah, for, for some or, of the other two a, or a computer like for no for everything else for anything tier like one and below at honestly yeah um, I think yeah well I think I think like the switch and and some of the older uh Nintendo consoles like GameCube uh and and Wii U not Wii U really um SNES th- those ascend the tiers for sure but like you, it's it's almost impossible to get to uh higher tiers um without owning some kind of console and and i just want to say like if, if it sounds like we're just saying like oh nintendo games are normie core um some of them are of course but like th- first of all that's not uh, we have we it's not have bad that. it's not bad but yeah. i it's fucking kind of true. true it is kind of um, true but by the sheer fact that like if you're fucking 23 years old you grew up with a nintendo ds slate we all had that. I mean, I had a fucking DS Fat. Um, 
You are what you play. You know what I, you know what I mean, Miles? You know what I mean? I figured I would let uh, you make your own joke there. <laughs> but yeah, like, the, but like, like, and to, and to sort of counteract that, like, oh, there's the Sony version of this too. Like, if if you think that you got away fucking scot free because you think you're, you know, you're you're 28 and you're like, I only play cinematic games like The Last of Us. It's like, no, you're still into your two asshole. Get fucked. Yeah, I think. So here's the deal. I think specifically like the last of us one is like a tier two game because that shit's that shit where you're going with this that shit's leveled because here's the deal days gone horizon zero dawn ghost of tsushima that shit is like tier three because there's like there's a clear d- jumping off point between, oh, I've played Mario, oh, I've touched Zelda, between what the fuck is Horizon Zero Dawn, you know? And, and I, you and have to is... be a little dialed in, I think, to know what, what that is. Like, a and little the, the bit. Nintendo, the Nintendo alternative is Metroid, Pikmin, yep. Um, yep. F-Zero, like, uh, or even something like punch out Wii, like the like the the nintendo ips that are like because like punch out for the nes if if we're going generally rationally speaking i think everyone played punch out for the nes when they were little kids like so you do have this sort of generation of like gen xers who who will reference punch out like you you have rappers who can reference punch out in the same way they can reference street fighter and mortal Kombat. um yeah but uh People our age are not referencing Punch Out unless they played the Wii game, which would be on the on that tier three kind of side of like, well, it's a Nintendo game, it's a legendary IP. Um, you kind of have to be into games to even know about it, but like, you don't like if you if you know who Nintendo is, this is a really easy game to discover. I think I think that's kind of where where we get into that is like xenoblade chronicles is an easy game to discover because you can play Smash and Shulk is there. Yeah. And it's like, oh, okay, yeah. But I would say, but I would put Xenoblade Chronicles as 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 like a tier three yeah. video game. It might That's even a tier three game. Z, yeah, Xenoblade. Yeah, Xenoblade has built its repu. Has built like because here's the deal. Like because tier two is where like a lot of what I would say really po- basically tier two is where everything that we didn't already say that exists in those like higher echelons in tier one and tier zero. This is where shit like um fucking Assassin's Creed sits. Is I'm, like I'm tier, say tier th- three might be the most bloated tier. It I is. Think, it is. I think this most is things- where triple this is where your your triple A your highly polished, uh, highly advertised indie games sit. There's a lot of shit in here. This, Basic- this is where Metal Gear, Resident Evil, Me- yeah. Silent Hill, um, Metroid, uh, the, all the popular, Cell. like all the popular game franchises in like the games canon that wasn't already mentioned. Yeah, um, yeah, Assassin's Creed. Um, I yeah. said Splinter Cell. I, I'm standing by that. Um, I think Halo. Splinter Cell is tier three. Halo is tier two. Halo is kind you, of... You're, you're right. Halo's tier two. You're absolutely right. Yeah, Halo's tier two. In ten years, Halo might go down to tier three. 
I think I think Halo is entering tier three already. I, I there are no it's, there is no one in the new generation excited for anything Halo related. It's the only people who are really ex- the only time I see excitement for Halo Infinite is from people who are already Halo fans, which is I think not Halo has entered tier three. Okay, it's which makes oh, and, me and Grand sad. Theft Auto is tier two. I forgot to mention Grand Theft Auto is tier two. Great, thank you. Um. You the know, Witcher no, 3, no, like I'm that's sorry, tier that's, three. actually, I, I have to stop there. GTA 5 is tier one because the reason GTA 5 has persisted is because of GTA Online and that's that real, and that's the game. So that's, that would be technically tier one. Um, that's fair. Um, yeah, like, yeah, but, but a lot of these sort of like big IPs that, that you're thinking of are, are either, most things are going to fall into either tier two or, or is, are they going to fall into tier three? or tier two like if, if there's a game you can think of off the top of your head it's in one of those two uh categories devil may cry yeah. is tier three like i would say basically anything by capcom is going to be is going to end up in tier three at a certain mo- point yeah mo- most 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 stuff by capcom yeah again like pop yeah like well beloved you know popular franchises in like video game canon persona yeah. isn't isn't tier three but yeah. smt that's in tier is four. In tier four, what, because and, and, tier and, and, four is the is the deep is when you get to like the deep lore alternative franchise IP shit. Yeah, this is when you get to sticks. When your stealth game option is sticks. Yeah, or like honestly, there's a lot of shit by Dark like, Messiah. Yeah, there's a lot of shit by Arc by like Sega. Fatalis. Yeah, th- yeah, like I think I think Daytona is like a tier four type type kind of game. I think um fuck, I just I was fucking just thinking of one. Um Monkey Ball, maybe. Yeah, I think yeah, Monkey Ball. That was one. Um I think Monkey Ball is kind of like a, a tier four type game. I mean we'll see how the we'll see how the the remake sells. Um you see your girl Hello Kitty, by the way, is in the game. I did. I'm so excited for that. Yeah. Um, Yakuza's weird. Yakuza f- five years ago was tier four. Now it might be tier three. Now you think it's tier three? Okay. It might have ascended. It might have ascended. There's like a level of like, there's like, if you go in like a random gaming discord, like a random contemporary gaming discord and post like trails of cold steel and just and 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 the response will be mostly ah that looks like shit it's it's tier four you know that's fair yeah anything by neon falcom is tier four um and 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 something worth noting is i actually think that the same ips can ascend tiers depending on the game because i would say that final fantasy is probably tier two but there are several final fantasy games oh and but and i would even say ff14 might be tier one. I don't yeah. know. It's possible. Um, but there are several games in the Final Fantasy canon that are tier three and tier four. Um, like Final Fantasy Tactics is tier four. Oh, yeah. Great point. But yeah. Fucking Chocobo Mystery Dungeon or whatever yeah. the fuck it's called. Choo Choo Rocket tier four. Yeah, oh, my God. Choo Choo Rocket. Yeah, it's that's that's tier four. Um yeah, that this like the 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 Ace Combat I would say is like a tier four series, 
And 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 I would also say that that um, that certain PC indie games, which actually helped me transition into my next point, would be would be tier four, like um, like like things like La Mulana, very famous, or um, oh, yeah. Cave Story are tier four. But then the tier after that is tier five, which is like freeware RPG maker games by Japanese people that only run on EXE files. It, yeah, and this is yeah, that's yeah. Now we're getting to like. You have to go to sketchy sites to get the games. And, and also, yeah, Toho. And I also want to say, like, deep, how do I say, deep retro games. Oh, yeah, like, shit, like, um, like, uh, I, I, I know what you're talking racing, about. Like, like racing any, Lagoon. It, yeah, it, like, any, weird, any, like, like, shit no one's heard of. Weird shit no one's fucking heard of. Any, uh, any, um, like, non-IP, like, Cooler World. Yeah, weird, like, deep retro shit. You're like, what the fuck is this? Intelligent f- Cube. Yeah, shit like that. Power um, Shovel. Kitty Cannon. <laughs> weird fucking, just weird relics. Um, yeah. That Buck you have to be Bumble. really, really, yeah, Buck, Buck, Buck Bumble's tier four, dude. Buck Bumble's got too many videos made about him to be considered tier five. Oh, is that true? Um, okay, that's fine, that's fine. It's time to buck with the bickety buck bumble. What a great, great that song. song rules. What a weird, also strange ass game too. It's like a, oh, yeah. it's like a all all. It's like the all range mode shooting in sixty four Star Fox sixty four. But yeah, I, Miles, I, I, is there even a tier above tier five? I I, I, don't, I, I don't think so. I when I was trying to map do map it out in my head, I couldn't think of anything past tier five. Tier five is like. Oh, you you're into some deep shit. Like you're you're really in the rabbit hole of 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 knowing about. Because I'd also put, by the way, I'd also put like Atari twenty six hundred Gen two and back games yeah. exist in tier five. Oh, I'd say in like tier four, a lot of old classic arcade games and arcade stuff. I'd say is in tier four. I'd say a lot of classic PC like Metal stuff Slug is, in- is in tier four. Yeah, I would also say classic games like PC games. I think like uh, it de- it depends on the PC thief. game, but I, uh, yeah, thief I think is is thief's weird. Thief could flip uh, between three and I, the four. The thing about thief is I think that it's such an antiquated IP at this point that even though it's famous, I actually I I think that like. The, I I would bring up that technology barrier again as a reason why thief might enter tier four. Yeah, like. I think, like, you know, Quake, the Quakes franchise, is, like, clear tier three. Um, yeah. But something like Age of Empires 2 is oh, tier you're four. you're talking about, like, yeah, like, like these really, like, classic PC... Well, yeah, um, I'm talking... I'm talking PC, I mean, like, they required a mouse and keyboard PC as PC to play. Yeah. Pizza Mafia. Pole Position. No, it's an arcade game. Um, pole positions tier four. Yeah, ghosts and goblins. I think is is maybe tier three or tier four. I don't know which. Ghost and goblins is. I would say people who have beaten ghost and goblins are at least tier four gamers. Yeah, I think knowing what ghosts and goblins is, but it, it, that that you're a tier three because like there's enough references to ghosts and goblins, but like if you're like me. And you kind of love Ghosts and Goblins, you're probably yeah. in Tier 4. Yeah. Now, 
you like what ghost and goblins version of do you like do you like all of them um do you I, like mean, just... yeah, I like them all for the most part i think that the first ghost and goblins is like fine and i think Arcade. super uh yeah and i think ghouls and ghosts is kind of cool but like i'm not a huge fan of ghouls and ghosts um i think that 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 the best one is super but i haven't played resurrected so i don't know oh, okay. yet okay but I, I, I love super yeah, I've I've only I've played like a little bit of NES and I fucking didn't like it. It that game is disgusting. That game is the, the arcade looking. version is significantly better. Oh yeah, I have I would love to play the original arcade. Uh, and I've played about I got to like stage three in Super. I really liked what I played, but just didn't I did I just didn't commit the time to to practicing each of the stages. Um, yeah, that's a fun game to get good at. Um. Because you just keep doing it over and over again, and everything is very consistent. So you just you just know, and it's very yeah. Eventually, like, eventually, you just do like a beautiful run of the game in twenty minutes, and it feels good. Yeah, it's like very similar. It's one of those things. It's like oh, it's like the appeal of like playing Mega Man to me, where it's like oh, you just go through it enough times that like you just have it. Like I replayed Mega Man X four for the first time in at least three years. Um, both X and Zero, and I just remember, I was like, oh, fuck, I remember, like, where everything is fucking at, and, like, all the shit that happens, um, in the game. The only difference is that Mega Man just allows you to make way more mistakes <laughs> than Ghost and Goblins does. So, Obviously. Yeah. But that's the, the nature of the, the beast, that's what makes it what it is. Well, Sam, I think, I think we've talked about games enough. Um, this has been a nice, a nice, uh, lengthy, meaty, intellectual game discussion, bringing it back to some of our, some of our earliest episodes when we were, when we, when we really, uh, when we really focused on our passion and our love of games. Um, now it's time to get into the part of the show that made us famous ish enough that I, that we have 20 people in our discord go us, uh, which is to talk about bullshit. So I, I saw something kind of amazing today. I saw something kind of amazing. Please. Um, which is that China, uh, uh, our, our favorite country. Yep. Um, my, my personal favorite, Sam, loves China. We're just yeah. big, big, big CCP uh, fanboys, you could say. Yeah. We're China But we're boos. not, but we're definitely not CCP fanboys because Miles... China has made femboys illegal. So a tweet came out by a guy named Richard Hanania, who I don't know. We'll get him on. I'd like to have him on the fucking podcast. Shut um, the fuck up. <laughs> uh, who said China bans effeminate men from TV broadcasters ordered to resolutely put an end to sissy men and other <laughs> abnormal a- a- aesthetics. He spells aesthetics wrong. Um, so in the article, the party has reduced children's access to online games and is trying to discourage what it sees as unhealthy attention to celebrities. Broadcasters must resolutely put an end to sissy men and other abnormal aesthetics. The TV regulator said using an insulting slang term for effeminate men young pow or literally girly guns <laughs> girly guns dude now girly guns is my favorite gal gun spinoff you know what that my favorite re- girly gun is miles what ar-15 
It's a good girly gun, dude. First, first thing I, the only thing I know about that gun is that apparently it's easy for women to shoot. The Desert Eagle. The Desert <laughs> yeah, Eagle. Deagle. Desert Eagle plus women is comedy gold. There's no, I'm tr- there, there's gotta be uh, like six thousand videos of like people's dickhead like gun nut boyfriends just being like yeah fire this desert eagle like and women them women getting- shooting deagle fail compilation volume yeah. seven and and you just know it's like their dickhead boyfriend who's got like a soul patch and a, and a, a buzz cut being like hey babe fire this desert eagle while I film it so that they can get like YouTube clout it's 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 that that's the that's the laxative prank of the gun world, <laughs> where it, where it's just like, where it's just like, damn, bro. Like every, everyone knows, everyone knows this old classic trick, one of the oldest in the book. Let your girlfriend shoot your deagle, but anyways, what what, what are we talking about? Oh yeah, femboys. Um, yeah, yeah. So fembo, yeah. So femboys in, in in China got banned, Miles. Fanboys are illegal, and, and 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 let me just say, let me just say, Sam, I'm I'm not I'm not a fan of the femboys. I think they're all fake. I think they're faking it for attention. Uh, but uh, it's just funny. It's just it's it's not notorious pig funny, but it's really close because like. The femboy scourge, the femboy menace has gone mainstream to the point where we fi- it finally happened. A country finally said enough. Enough is enough. We're, no we're more submissiveness. No more breedability. We're done. We're out of here. Get them the fuck off television. It's, uh, it's, it's, it's pretty, it's so, fuck it, man, dude. It's, it's so funny. You know, as, as an American, Miles... It's been really um, great as someone who's already acknowledged this for, you know, years upon years to see all, all, all my peers see the terrible shit happening in Afghanistan with Sahelanthropists and with, you know, China, obviously with the video game ban and obviously the femboy ban. I saw like the femboy scourge. Or like, or, or or even like shit, like what's happening in Australia, which I don't know if you saw this today, where with the, the the government face ID recognition, and the government no, what, fucking what, checks in on you, if you're so basically it's um apparently it's like early you know prototype testing, but it's basically an app that you have on your phone. To which the basically the fucking government can ping you to to make sure you're not out of your house because they're in the middle of lockdown right now, right? Um, and if and if you don't respond in fucking fifteen minutes to the goddamn message with a picture of your goddamn face and showing your location, apparently fucking police are gonna be coming knocking on your door checking up on you, and it's like that shit. That shit's not great. And it's and it's been great to see all my fellow Americans look around and be like, hey, maybe shit's. It's shit's not so bad here after all. It only took us. It only took us like night a week of of nineteen other civil rights violations rights in violations. all the countries that they stand for them to realize. Okay, maybe it could be worse. Yeah, I think I think twenty twenty was kind of a was kind of a banner year for people hating the United States of America. 
think, yeah, I think, it I think, really was. I think it really did a, really did a number on on uh, on people's appreciate for appreciation of the country and and like to be perfectly honest, it was a fugly fucking year in general. Like, yeah, arguably, here's the deal. I ain't even saying it was wrong to be bad. Arguably, no. ar you're more than you're more than it's more it's your fucking guy it's your god-given right in this country to be fucking mad and pissed off that yeah to be pissed off shit that we sucks lockdown poorly that the police are fucked up and and murdering people like that the yeah, election that was a fucking nightmare that year that uh, that ended with with a robot in the white house it's not it's not good you know it's not good but we have the ability to fucking bitch and complain about it. We have the ability to put new people into office. We have that power at the very least. And oh, it's yeah. been very humbling. It's been humbling for, for me yet again. But it's been great to see people get humbled by the shit that's happening. But hey, that's just a theory. A geopolitical theory. <laughs> Stay in your houses. That's your four. That's the fourth. Uh, that's the Matt Pat jumps the shark. Uh, yeah, that's uh, the fourth channel. Geopolitical. We're repeating finger all of the God Hand. <laughs> all can I talk about Ubik? <laughs> can I talk about Ubik for a second? Ubik, Ubik from the God Hand. You got to remind me which one is he. Ubik's the one with the glasses, who's like the fat bastard with like the big cheeks, the big dimples. Oh, I thought that was Elvis. No, no, so, no, I'm talking about the god hand of Berserk, not, not god hand, god hand. Yeah, oops. Okay, yeah, I know oops, who you're talking about. all game references. I, okay, I, I remember who you're talking about from the, he's in, introduced in the opening two yeah. volumes. Yeah, it, it, I just I love that character design of like, and it's this oddly specific monster design of fat guy with little sunglasses. There's one of these in Hellraiser as well named Butterball. Make sure look up, look up the Butterball Cenobite. And just you'll you'll just like see that for some reason. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Very same energy. This, yeah, this, this energy of like. I guess one thing that demons could do is wear sunglasses. Yeah. Well, I've always appreciated that about the bartender in Catherine, that he wore sunglasses. Yeah. Tied you know, his I gotta wonder, like, black hole eyes. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm wondering now, like, what, what are, like, some weirdly, like, just accepted things about, like, demons and, and, and like, mythical creatures that everyone just is, like, normalized because i think about this a lot like i was watching a video by uh, a youtuber um about like musicians who let in legend sold their soul to the devil like people say john lennon sold his soul to the devil um there was like a, a couple of like jazz musicians who allegedly sold their souls things like that um and uh and and 
every depiction of the devil is so funny to me because he's always like, oh, you know, the hoofed goat with the wings and he's more goat like. And now we think of the devil and he's just guy with little stubby horns. Yep. And, 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 I, and it's, I guess that's something that that like just changes. But like our idea of demons now is that they can wear sunglasses, nice designer sunglasses. They got they got a Zara in hell that you can. They buy literally just look like from. humans. No, that's such a funny fucking. That's such a funny fucking point, dude. Well, I got, um, I got, uh, I got, I got my, uh, uh, my uh, Satania Nendoroid here that I just bought. Look at her; she's beautiful. Yeah, very, she's very cool. Beautiful. I, I've always, always appreciated Nendoroid. I th- think they always do a great job with their stuff. Th- this one is a little disappointing because Satania just has so many cute faces, and and the faces they chose aren't like particularly interesting oh um, so it doesn't feature any iconic uh iconic satania faces? Th- there's one really iconic face which is like her with like the white eyes like uh, just oh, yeah. the, the blank white eyes but like i i wanted i wanted her like uh her like kind of cat face that she does where like she's got the little triangle eyes like the the, the oh the yeah South park x eyes and and she just got this big mouth like or like uh or like the famous crying face like there's just a lot of like maybe one of my favorite characters for facial expressions it's like her aqua and carol from princess connect and probably kobeni at this point are like just my favorite like faces in anime satania is easily my favorite face in anime um but like you look at her and and you're like wow if the christians could see this if like the roman christians could see what we were doing today with the devil they'd be like shit the fuck you guys got it all wrong dude man he's supposed to be a goat <laughs> i watched um i watched the music video to the devil went down to georgia have you oh, ever seen the actual music the stop, video for the it? stop motion one i love yeah. that video i that, adore that video, that video. yeah that video fucking rules but like it is really funny like how they open the video with the devil like with the little bike with the the, the motorbike with the glasses he's so good but you know what he gives them the the fucking golden uh the golden fiddle because he the does best he part loses about that music video is that he gives him the golden fiddle and then he immediately throws it away because he was just like nah i was just here to fucking kick your ass dude so fucking good i'm shocked he was able to even pick that up gold is heavy as fuck uh i mean he clearly didn't want to play it though so it's fine yeah. he didn't really pick it up he he it was in, he held it like on the ground like like a like a cello ah uh, yes and he just like kicks but- it Oh, okay. Yeah, it's been a while or since like, I've Sorry, a st- like a stand-up bass. Oh, yeah. What a great... God damn. What a beautiful fucking video. And a great song. You know, too. it's funny because I'm, like, not a big music videos person for a lot of eras of music videos. But there are some music videos that I'm just, like... I just... Man, they make me bust a fat nut, dude. Like, some music videos are just, like, big, cum music videos. Oh, absolutely. Can you, I think uh, any what are, stop motion music video is just a huge cum. Yeah, I'm trying to think of like it's it's hard. I I don't I I don't really have any like favorite music videos, but I did remember that um Miles growing up did you or like your sisters or anything watch VH1? Yeah. Yeah, my uncle used to tape top 20 vh1 music videos which they used to air like every like wednesday or something like that and whenever we'd go over there and when i was in like junior high and high school 
he would just have that run and I would just be in the room as my parents or them would be talking over the top 20 and they'd be watching or skipping it around. And I got kind of into music videos during that time, during that like 2010 to like 2014 era of music, of like music videos. Um, so I remember the, the, the Fireflies music video with all the toys in the bedroom. That's oh, a great that video. one's so cool. And th- this is such a Miles thing to say but like my problem with music videos is always the editing like i I always want them to like sync up more to the song but it always feels a little chaotic to me um and and i and that's probably that's probably the smart way to do it is just to have it be this sort of non-intrusive like visually engaging thing that's just edited sort of to its own beat but like whenever i think of a music video i think of sort of an amv like this very like tightly tuned to the song everything's edited around the song but there's a lot of really like sick music videos that i've always been a fan of um i mentioned a couple months ago now uh in june maybe july that i went back to hybrid theory uh, oh yeah to celebrate uh to celebrate chaos killing chaos becoming a meme um and like watching some of those and like the music video for in the end is like so funny because it's the most 2000 cg ever and it looks terrible like it looks like the scorpion king oh yeah like we're at that level um but there's some there's some music videos that I'm just like obsessed with, like the 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 walkie talkie man music. video. Oh, my God. My stereogram. Yeah. With the with the yarn. Yeah. Um, oh, you know who has some killer music videos? Weird Al. Oh, Weird Al has some great ones. The Trapped in the Drive Through video is fucking great. The Albuquerque video is great. The Weasel Stomping Day, another stop motion classic is fucking yes. great. Um. Yeah, those oh, he, are fucking uh, awesome. So Close But No Cigar was also done by John oh. Chris Velusi. Oh. What what else did he work on? Ren and Stimpy. He made ah. Ren and Stimpy. Ah. Oh, f- it all makes sense now. It all connects. Because that, cra- that is a really crazy, uh, vulgar uh, music video. Great track. Though. Yeah. I, I don't know the music video has like just never been like something that i'm i'm that in tune with but then like there's every now and then there's just one music video that i'll see that'll just make me go like oh like <laughs> I'll, I'll just like it'll just be like my obsession is just like to tell people to watch this music video and and no yeah. one will care because it's a music video from 1989 that everyone's already fucking seen yeah. I'm the, I'm, i just saw it yesterday and i'm the only one who who's like obsessed with it Ooh, you know what music video I like? The Kelmico Summer Day music video. Oh my god, dude, the opening that music video with like the water cooler and you just yeah. hear the clinking of the ice with the with the aluminum cans and just immediately you're like, "Ah, I know what time of year this is." It's time to drink some fucking cold ass beer and dude, sit dude, by the crack beach. Open a Coors Light. Light with the boys. And watch the watch the fireflies and just just you know smoke a bowl. <laughs> I don't know what people do in the summer. Go go watch Cruella. Yeah, go watch Cruella in the at the El Capitan. Capitan, the historic El Capitan the historic theater. El Capitan. Yeah, it's. I was um I was actually thinking about this somewhat recently. I, I oh I don't know what when did I even fucking think of this um but like 
I passed by the El Capitan like somewhat recently. Um, and it's just so funny how like close it is to like the Ripley's, believe it or not, auditorium spelled O D D I T U R I M. Oh, the auditorium. The auditorium. Okay. Or like um like just like fucking two feet away is just like a bunch of like sex shops. Just like like lingerie shops and sex toy shops and dildo shops and, and shit like that. Like and it's just like, man, Hollywood's the worst. Did I ever tell the story about the time I went on the TMZ celebrity tour bus? The second to no. last time I was in California? Um so last time I went to California with my immediate family for like a week. Um this was in like twenty eighteen. We fucking took a goddamn two-hour trip on the TMZ Celebrity Tour bus. It was about as cringe as you think it is. Uh, <laughs> so the whole concept, the whole concept of the, of the trip, Miles, is that you sit on this bus and have a pretty cute 25-year-old something try to tell you about fucking downtown Hollywood or whatever and points out all the famous locations and the purpose of the route that is taken is to maximize the chances of seeing a celebrity now I am bad at knowing what celebrities look like so I would fail at at, at this game, so I had to rely on other passengers. So the whole idea is that this bus goes around looking for fucking celebrities with these group of maniacs on it who paid to be here in, in hopes of finding them, flagging them the fuck down, and trying to get them to chat with everyone on the fucking, on the fucking bus. Needless to say, that didn't happen for us. Um, and we got a fucking 4 out of 10 tour of, uh, of Hollywood. And it, and it the funny thing great. about those tours is that they always like will just go to Beverly Hills and they'll just point at a house and they'll and just a house and they'll be like, yeah, Tom Cruise lives there. And yeah, right. Like, Ooh. That's happened. And then it'll be like, yeah, and in this bar, it's well known for John Lennon getting in a fight. It's like, that's not true. <laughs> the bar, the bar was built like four years ago. And 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 it's like no one no one famous has ever been here. Maybe maybe like Andy Dick, you know, like some someone no one likes. Yeah, but what was but was interesting about the the fucking trip is that TMZ voice guy, you know, you know him if you heard him, uh, recorded a bunch like probably like forty something segments for the tour bus so your guide who's like active and present with you just shuts the fuck up half the time and lets lets tmz no voice narrator guy do the presentation for you on a fucking tv screen just dumb it's like, it's like just, a disney ride where like have you ever been to like disney world sam not disney world only land so so at disney world there's a couple of these really great uh rides where they'll have like a human in the ride and then a pre-recorded video that the human 
I, I, the way I say it makes it sound like an like I'm an alien. They have a human subject stand in a room with a media device, but like. <laughs> So they'll have like a, you know, like, like a, an actor, a paid tour guide stand in a room with like a pre-recorded video and like interact with with this video. Right. So like mm-hmm. you'll have um like the safari driver of like the 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 backwoods safari at like Animal Kingdom. And so yeah. there, there's this radio of like this very, very heavy African accented guy who's like, uh, this is Simba one. Uh, we have, we have spotted poachers on the savannah. And then like, it's this whole like adventure. It like, it, it starts as a normal ass savannah like ride where it's like, Hey, look, there's rhinos. Ooh. But there's like a story. There's like a story yeah, element a to story it. That makes it interesting. Where this, where this guy on the radio named Simba one discovers that, um, it's like it's actually kind of sad because so what happens on this ride? I guess it's time for Miles J's uh, fucking uh, Disney World reminiscence. Because so so people might not know this, but like I I lived uh, in Orlando for several years, um, and my mother worked at Disney for several years, which means that we just got to go to Disney like all the time. Yeah, and so I I have like all the Disney shit memorized, and. There, there's a couple of rides that I want to recap that I have that that have these very specific humorous elements to them. So the first one is um, all the rides with stories that like take you through a story are really fucking funny to me. Um, so you have like shit like uh, um, the, this Savannah tour that's like got a story where you have some normal dude who's just like a guy in like board shorts and a pith helmet and. Uh, and and there, there's this, but at Disney World, he's a he's a forty year experienced safari master. Yeah, and and you have Simba One who is on the radio going like, "This is Simba One. Make sure to watch out for elephants." And and uh, <laughs> and so the story ends up being your your safari tour is interrupted because all of a sudden they'll be like, "Simba One uh, here. We spotted poachers attacking elephants." And and it's like and and the, the tour ends up becoming this like thing about like how dangerous poachers are and like how elephants are killed for their ivory and like the story ends with you like just fucking gunning it through this safari like over like rickety bridges and shit it becomes like an action ride and at the end they're like oh shit they killed the elephant we have to save their the baby elephant junior so like you fucking gun it through this like poacher camp the poachers flee because they hear you approaching and then at the end there's this animatronic baby elephant by the way now sans a mom her mom got fucking axed by these poachers and and you just have this like animatronic elephant and its head is like swaying back and forth at like 45 degree angles like a pendulum mm-hmm. and um and they'll be like yeah we we saved the baby elephant and, and we saved the baby elephant remember do not poach elephants for ivory and that's that's the end of the ride and then you get the fuck off and you're like man i just wanted to see animals and then i had to witness a an orphaned elephant child literally that is just the jungle cruise ride but like intense and sad like the jungle cruise ride is here check out all these wacky animals on the jungle and you hear a couple of corny dad jokes and it's fun yeah i love i love the jungle cruise oh dude by the way jungle cruise came out did you see it no, I need to. Um, but like, I was talking to a friend over dinner, and he's like, "Did you see Jungle Cruise?" And I'm like, "No, I, I'm going to because I love this terrible idea." He's like, "Dude, it's actually kind of good." I'm like, "Okay, okay." 
All right, Jungle Cruise review next week from me. I'm not going to make you watch Jungle Cruise. Don't worry. Um, but like, yeah, like you go on the Jungle Cruise, there's a bunch of corny dad jokes. Like but th- with this one, they were like, this ride needs a message. This one needs a message. Ivory. Poachers. Poachers. That's it. That's it. That's good. Or like, like, so like all the Disney rides are just like these narratives. So you go on like Expedition Everest and it's just like this like Tibetan thing about like, hey, we're just going to climb up Mount Everest. By the way, there's this legend about the Yeti. And then you get on the ride. Of course, Yeti's real. And he's yep. fucking with the ride. Uh, he's fucking. There, there's a great moment where like you go back, you know, you, you're, you're going backwards, you come up to a cliff, there's there's a a, pro, a rear screen projection, or there's a, like a, a light projection of like a, a, a Yeti in silhouette just fucking breaking the track, and then they send you down the broken track, uh, and then and then at the end there's a Yeti in, the, in like a strobe light area just reaching out to you. By the way, Yeti, bold choice for this ride is brown. Because you think of the it, Yeti and you think of like a big white fur coat guy. No, they went full brown Yeti. So I was really happy to see that. I'm just, oh, oh, the, uh, there's Rock and Roller Coaster. And Rock and Roller Coaster is one of my favorite because I, I love this ride. Rock and Roller Coaster is one of my favorite rides of all time. And you go on the Rock and Roller Coaster and it's it's scored by Aerosmith. The, the plot of it is that you're going to an Aerosmith concert. Yo, okay. The, the plot is you're going to an Aerosmith concert, but oh my god, there's only 15 minutes to this show. How are we gonna get there? And so the manager of Aerosmith comes out and she's like, and there's this cheesy as fuck video where where it's it's the band and and by the way, I don't think I need to explain this, but none of them are actors. Um so like the the limo the the limo or not the limo driver the um the manager comes out and she's like yeah we need a limo for some of our VIP guests and and, and I I've memorized all the jokes I've memorized all the jokes in this because I've seen this video a bunch of times so she'll go yeah we need a stretch limo and then she goes like she pretends she's counting the audience she goes actually make it a super stretch and and my move that this would annoy people when i did this my move was i would go and the one of the opening lines of the video is one of the aerosmith guys i don't know their name but he's calling someone named chris he goes hey chris have you seen my black les paul <laughs> and like that line is burned into the surface of my brains there is an entire wrinkle in my brain dedicated to hey chris have you seen my black les paul so whenever i go to rock and roller coaster i'll just wait in silence with everyone else and then because i'm powerful i'll just go in in unison with the video Hey, Chris, have you seen my black Les Paul? Gets a laugh every time. Because people think it's so fucking funny that I know this line. Um, but but it's a great ride because you get in your super stretch limousine, which is, of course, the roller coaster. And it just fucking throws you forward down down the, the L.A. highway to get to this Aerosmith concert, which, by the way, is the gift shop. It always <laughs> is, isn't gift it? Shop. Yeah. That was the treasure oh. at the end of the Indiana Jones ride. <laughs> yeah, you found the mystical treasure. I hat with with universal that cost, print that cost thirty nine ninety nine. Yeah, like 
Oh my god, I'm trying to think of some of the other like because like this became really popular with Disney to have like these rides that that incorporated some kind of like video component at the start of it. Oh, there's dinosaurs with Bill Nye. Oh my god, the Bill Nye dinosaurs ride. Dude, why does World have all the best rides? None of the ship is in fucking land, dude. Uh, because land sucks. The, so here's the what? thing about the dinosaurs ride: is you get into a room. Hey, look, it's. Bill Nye, the science guy, who's, by the way, not Bill Nye in the video. Oh. He's, it's just the actor. But it's, he's not Bill Nye, the science guy. I mean, it's just Bill, it's Bill Nye, but he's not Bill Nye, the science guy, right? He's just like, Bill Nye. He, yeah. Well, here's the deal. Bill, Bill Nye is a science guy. But he's not Bill Nye the Science Guy because that is sort of a character. The Bill Nye the Science Guy. Science Guy is a, a he a is a character. Yeah, it's a role and is a character. But in life and in his every day, like he is as a, a creative, guy. he is a science guy. He's not a scientist, but he's like a science advocate. He's a funny advocate guy. <laughs> so, um. <laughs> So you get in the room and and he starts talking. He's like, oh, hey, uh, we're going to send you back in time. And it's like, oh, oh, OK. All right. I just I mean, like, I just came here to have fun. But all right, I guess I'm coming. So this is the funniest part of Animal Kingdom is the dinosaur world. Awesome. Um, because so fucking yeah. cool. I, and, I, and let me just say, I love Animal Kingdom. Animal Kingdom is probably my second favorite one. I don't know. I, I, I think Hollywood Studios is my favorite, but like Animal Kingdom is my second favorite. It's either that or, or Magic Kingdom. I don't know. Epcot's dead last. I like Epcot enough, but it's dead last. Oh, but I do have to talk about the Norway ride at, at Epcot. Um, but uh, so you, you get in there and Bill Nye's like, hey, guys. Uh, I know you're all tourists, but we're sending you back in time to find a Myasaur. And this is uh, tying in with the 2000 Dinosaurs movie, the CGI film, right? Oh, I grow. I, lo I love that movie growing up. So, so like, they're going to send you back in time to save the protagonist of the movie from getting hit by an asteroid. Oh, wow. Okay. So, so, and this Pretty ride intense. is actually kind of scary. Like, so th they throw you in this, this Jeep, this time Jeep. And, uh. And, and they thrust you back in time. And, and so, like, uh, it's like it's like 90 seconds to asteroid impact is, is the framing of this. Like, you couldn't have sent me a little further back in me. I don't know, 10 minutes grace period. So this ride is fucking scary because you get to see, like, dinosaurs eating each other. Like, there's an animatronic dinosaur that pops out of the uh, out of the green and he's just got another dinosaur hanging out of his mouth and he's like chomping it. Um, so you got You got to try and like look at the dinosaurs. So the first one you come up to is like a big, scary, like T-Rex kind of dinosaur tries to eat you. Second one you come up to. Oh, and it's so funny because all these dinosaurs are going to die. Um, but you come up to the. Uh, you come up to the dinosaurs and Bill Nye is like, nope, that's not the one. Let's just leave it to die and move on. <laughs> just fucking peel forward. So like you get to the next one and there's this innocent dinosaur and they make this joke and it's like, ah, no, that's the wrong one. That's the plesiosaur. But hey, at least this one's a leaf eater because the last one tried to attack you. Peel the fuck out. Leave that guy behind. Bye. So then like you finally you find the myosaur. 
You let it on, and then you gotta fucking gun it. 30 seconds to asteroid impact, and of course it ends with a big, big, scary monster dinosaur. It's it's the one at the end of the movie with the, with the red horns. Oh, yeah, you know, yeah, one. yeah. Yeah, and so of course you gotta you gotta go through its legs. His his fucking erection hits you at one point, which I find really weird, but that's okay. Um, and then okay, and then you make it back in time. You make it back in time, and you, you, you go you, you go, go you go forward in time. Yeah, you go forward in time, time to the world I just came from. <laughs> and you save, you save, you save, uh, <laughs> you save the dinosaur. So that that's a fun one because Bill Nye is there, and also the stakes for the ride are the highest stakes I've ever seen. Like ninety seconds from asteroid impact, the world will be destroyed, and you're on a mission to find this dinosaur. And by the way, if you don't find this dinosaur, you're just Stuck when the meteor hits, and you just gotta die along with the rest of the dinosaurs. So that the, those are the stakes of this ride. Um, so that that's really fun. And then, oh my god, what was the other one I just I just mentioned? I mentioned another one. Oh, the Norway ride at Epcot. So there's the most confusing ride because it's just like a tour of Norse mythology, right? Oh, and then there's the Mexico ride. Oh, I gotta talk about the Mexico ride. So there's there's the North mythology Norse mythology ride where like you're just going down a river and there's just like this narration by what's clearly like a white guy doing a fake accent where he's like. These are the treacherous waters of Norway, where the Vikings lived. And, and like, it's just like, you see, like, trolls and warlocks and shit. At one point, you come to a dead end, like, a, a fake warlock turns around, and he's like, ah, ha, 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 I am the warlock. I will send you down the river. And, like, he just... He, you go, you fall backwards and and you see like ants and shit and then but the, the funny part about it is the opening of the ride is like clearly supposed to be in modern norway so there's paintings of offshore oil rigs and that's your introduction to the magical scandinavian lore world and so the oil rig really the big shell dude the <laughs> nothing big makes shell. Oh, nothing makes me think of uh of um Thor than the Big Shell. <laughs> Big Shell, but Norse, which is Cory Balrog's next game. Uh, but God of the Oil. Last <laughs> the last ride I want to talk about is uh, the Mexico ride. Unless I think of another like banger as fuck ride. There's a lot of banger rides at Disney that, that have like multimedia elements to them. Um, the Mexico ride, which is literally just like just like a water boat ride through like generic Mexico settings. There's no plot. There's not even really like a narration. You just kind of go down this river and like be puzzled by Mexican culture. And it has one of the funniest moments in any ride, which is you're just going down the ride and suddenly you go into a marketplace and there's a video of a bunch of aggressive Mexican people trying to sell you rugs. And so they're like following you as you go down the ride, like ah, like speaking in Spanish, like waving like rugs and items and, and being like, like, like showing them off like sham wows, trying to get you to buy them. And like, as you go, they like run after you, like trying to get your money. It's like, like a fucking chase scene, like, like one of those yeah. iconic cartoon chase scenes. But it's really slow. So like it, 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 it's sort of, it's more like an aggressive, like used car salesman, like walking and talking with you. Right. Uh, I see. Okay. So it's like so baffling. Like I've been on this ride like a dozen times and I'm like, what is going on in this ride? It's it literally just takes you through like like 
you know, like how video games will have like generic Asia level with like a bunch of pagodas and shit. Or like yeah. you'll, you'll go to like generic like um, I mean, well, what other like generic like a- ethnic settings like country based settings are there? Egypt. Like, yeah, generic Egypt that you'll go through. Like so like this is Rome. just like generic Mexico. Oh, I, just, okay. You just go through like a bunch of weird like Mexican like marketplaces and like terracotta houses and shit. Um, and then the three caballeros are there. Oh, okay. So that's that's what the ride is for. I was wondering. I'm like, okay, what movie is this for? Well, it's it's not for anything. It's it's in Epcot's like world showcase. That's also. Oh, by the way, I heard they closed the Norve ride for like a frozen ride. How does that make you feel? Pretty pretty upsetting, right? I I'll miss the I'll miss Big Shell but Norse. So I don't know. I, I'm pretty sad about that. I, I I don't know how I feel about them Disney make taking these like iconic rides they've had at their park that have been staples and have been like in changing them to have like IP attached. I don't know. There's something gross to it, me it about like scummy. Hyper Space Mountain or like Guardians of the Galaxy is the Tower of Terror now and like. Oh, is it gross? Yeah, it's like what the, and and I don't care if it's fucking cool or whatever. Like I don't like the Guardians of the Galaxy shit. There apparently is like interesting, but like Tower of Terror is like an iconic. I love the Tower of of Terror. Of it's like I don't I don't care if Twilight Zone is like not relevant. And you know what it might be though? It might be because of the Netflix adaptation of Tower of Terror or of uh, of of Twilight Zone. I don't, but I don't really associate the Tower of Terror with Twilight Zone. Even if that's what it but was, that's that was what, what it was originally it's a Twilight Zone ride. But I feel like the ride itself, just the iconicness of just being one fucking drop, and that's it. Oh yeah, is but, like, but like is I mean, more if, iconic if than. IP, if there is an IP element to that ride, like it, like it or not, that's unfortunately it. You know, like you can't do much about it. Yeah, but you can, I mean, you can, but what I'm saying is, you can take the Twilight Zone out of the Tower of Terror and still have the Tower of Terror and just make it fucking Halloween themed, and you still have... Yeah. Because the whole ride is scary! The whole point is that it's a terrifying experience. It is a Tower of Terror. I I do... (laughs) You are about to enter a terrifying tower that will terrify you to your very core. A tower of terror, if you will. That's my Rod Serling, by the way. I've never seen a single episode of Twilight Zone. You're about to enter a dimension of sight, a dimension of sound, a dimension of mind. You're about to enter the crack house zone. <laughs> Today on the crack house zone, what would you do if you saw a femboy? Running around in China. Hi, I'm Todd McFarlane. <laughs> Hi, I'm Todd. Dude, who would win in, in a narration fight? Todd McFarlane or Rod Serling? My money's on Todd. My money's on Rod. Todd versus <laughs> Rod, dude. Todd versus Rod. Todd v. Rod. Dawn of voiceover. Part one. <laughs> Part one. Change machine. Dude, is there anything funnier than having a long-running piece of entertainment only for it to just see, say end of part one at the end of it. 
Like imagine fucking One Piece in ten years. You know they fucking <laughs> yes, fight on the end moon. Part one, and it's that like end of so part funny. one. Join us next week for the first for the first chapter of Two Piece. Oh my god! Yeah, what what long running thing? Dude, General Hospital has to end with end of part one. That's fucking awesome. Yeah, majority of these fucking uh, soap operas and stuff. Thirteen Reasons Why season four they all graduate and fuck off. The they're in the car fucking cuts the black end of part one. <laughs> Yeah, there there's just there are certain things that just need to say end of part one at the end of them. I'm I'm just trying to think because I had I had one. Oh my god, you know it would be you know it would be a fucking like horror show, right? Yeah. Is he put that at the end of Captain Marvel? Oh my god. Oh my god. Cause that would mean people would feel like obligated. obligated. Yeah. Which is awesome. To see the next one. And with that, that's the end of our show. You could find us on Twitter at. Hold on, let me do that again. At Miku's Crack House. More like at Miku's Voice Crack. Um, and uh, you could find us on Discord. We forgot to mention it was Miku's birthday a couple days ago. So happy birthday. I tweeted. Miku. I tweeted. Oh, good, good, good. On our account. I, you forgot. I didn't forget, which is pretty I fucked up. I didn't forget I was moving. I, I didn't have time. Oh, well, well, that's why I'm there, to pick up the slack. And, uh, Thanks yeah. So much, join, join, thank, you're welcome. Join the Discord. That's it. Anime thighs, when she opened up so wide, I got a twinkle in my eye. Asian pussy is so tight, I just really want a pipe. Oh my god, she got them big ass titties, she's only five. Hey, hey. Anime thighs, when she opened up so wide, I got a twinkle in my eye. Asian pussy is so tight, I just really want a pipe. Oh my god, she got them big ass hey, titties, she's hey, only five. Hey. Bitch, I'm about to fuck this cutie, so I'll whip up my katana And I knock this little bitch out when just one hit like I'm Saitama Why you act like you retarded, like little bitch, I don't want drama I still hit when she says no, don't understand when she don't want it, ayy Sword fighting with my penis like I'm in a fucking dojo All these bitches want me like my name is fucking Jojo Asian penis was too tiny, likes it was a no-show Bitch, don't watch your coochie, watch anime with the bros, Salem Moon, my motherfucking bitch I'ma pull up, give those thighs a little motherfucking kiss And man, if you talking shit, tell you on the list Yeah, your sister is my groupie, she take this anime Dick, okay, okay, like little bitch, I don't care if that fat ass is 2D. Score a bounty on that pussy, you can call me Spike Lee. Putting out fire, getting ice, bitch, I'm Todoroki. And if you got some shit to say, then you can say it to me. Anime thighs when she opens up so wide, I got a twinkle in my eye. Asian pussy is so tight, I just really wanna pipe. Oh my god, she got them big ass titties, she's only five. Hey, hey. Anime thighs when she opened up so wide, I got a twinkle in my eye. Asian pussy is so tight, I just really wanna pipe. Oh my god, she got them big ass titties, she's only five. Hey, hey. Asuna, Asuna, Mikasa, please can you just give me head, please just get on your knees, bitch. I'll beat up that ass like my name is Bruce Lee, and I'll eat up that pussy like I'm kinda key. Hey, Asian people driving, are they even trying? I'll be buying all this hentai, so I jerk it, I'm not lying. Now I'm sighing, cause I want Hatsune Miku, now I'm crying. When I fuck anime bitches, I'll be moaning and be whining. Hey, thick thighs look sexy, even when especially she decides to wear her dress. Ooh, nuzzles on my neck, now we laying on the bed. Man, I love my body pillow, especially giving head. You know what's next. Anime thighs when she opened up so wide I got a twinkle in my eye Asian pussy is so tight I just really want a pipe Oh my god she got them big ass titties She's only five <laughs> That was gay